This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. Kia ora tātou. You're listening to That C Word, brought to you by the Cancer Society in Taranaki. We're going to talk about anything to do with cancer, that dreaded C word, and the journey itself, how you might prevent it, the supports that we have in our community, any events that we've got coming up, any new research or exciting or new information that might be out there, and basically just anything, anything to do with that dreaded C word, cancer. Say what you think, love who you love, cause you just get so many trips around the sun. Welcome to That C Word. I'm Kate, health promoter at Cancer Society Taranaki, and I am joined by Kim Jackson, who is our supportive care coordinator at Taranaki Cancer Society. And yeah, so hi, Kim. How are you going? Good, Kate. How are you doing? (laughs) Good. Oh, I am excited. This is going to be a cool show. So we are talking today about what I do and what you do. So getting into a bit more specifics. So um, yeah, so I'm going to just kind of go into a little bit of what I do first and then we'll get you to do a bit of explaining about what you do. Is that all good? Yep, that's fine. Cool, yeah. So my role at Cancer Society is the health promoter. I'm in a pre- cancer prevention space and my my main focus is trying to get messages out into our community about trying to reduce the incidence of cancer basically we want as little amount of people um, being affected by cancer as we possibly can because it's gnarly and not cool and we want to not be impacted by the cancer journey and and all of that that comes with it so we can do that right from birth when we're protecting our babies from the sun and we're making sure that we're eating healthy food and that we're getting exercise and that we uh, having all the checks that we need at the hospital and the doctor and all of those things that we can do um, to prevent cancer. But like, so into sort of some of the specifics, um, yeah, so SunSmart is a big area that I, that I work in. And uh, so that's going into schools and early childhood centres and talking with kids and teachers and maybe even parents about um, the Sun Smart messages, which is basically, we all know it, slip, slop, <laughs> slap and rap. And um, yeah, but not a lot of people do it still. We're really, really bad at making sure that we are putting sunscreen on our babies. Um, and one, one sunburn can double your risk of getting melanoma later in life. Like one sunburn. And so... That's, you know, I see kids all the time with bright red skin. I see adults all the time with bright red skin who've got really bad sunburn. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it as well at times, but, you know, we, we just need to be way more, um, yeah, onto it with getting kids into shade and putting clothes, like not having them walking around in like little skinny straps, singlets and things like that. So, and sunscreen, reapplying it more than just 
more than just putting it on once when they head off to the pools and then think that that's all good. Like it needs to be reapplied. It needs to be applied properly. I hate sunscreen, but you know, like it's so necessary. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we've got that's that's one area that I work in. Um, uh, I also kind of, I suppose, at the moment the big area has been um, smoke-free. The action plan that came into um, yeah, it's been put before government now. Um, and I think they're in the process of re- um, receiving submissions or were going to be this year to do with um, how that action plan is going to be um, yeah, put out into our community, rolled out, yeah. So, um, yeah, and that's about reducing the availability of cigarettes and, um, and the awareness of um, smoking and what it does mm-hmm. for us or to us. And um, so another thing that was um, released last year, another new change in legislation was um, around smoke-free cars. So I don't know, that hasn't received a huge amount of um, airtime or um, doesn't seem to be very well um, spread around in our community, but I've, I mean, I've seen it a little bit, but I don't know if people even know about it, but you, you, it's illegal now to actually smoke in the car with your babies in the car. Mm. So, um, yeah, so it's um, just stuff like that. This is my role, is basically getting these messages out there. Um, and yeah, another thing I suppose is alcohol, alcohol, healthy eating, getting active, all of those things is, is going to help us to live a healthier life and not be, um, hopefully down the track, not be affected by any form of cancer. Mm. Yeah, and so I, I've said this before, one in three, one in three people are affected by cancer. And that's, I'm talking like a cancer diagnosis, one in three, that's a lot of people. And I've said this many times before, it is a really preventable, 50% of cancers are preventable. So that's things like eating better, making sure that we're not having, you know, like, so I think another thing, just sorry, I'm getting a bit sidetracked here, but alcohol. Alcohol is a really big contributor to cancer. And so if you think about what's happening when you're drinking alcohol, it's a poison, first of all. You're drinking it, it's going into your mouth, going down your esophagus, into your stomach, into your bowel. And all of those things are going to be directly impacted by that poison you've just swallowed. Don't get me wrong, I have the odd drink every now and then, but you know, like, if that's happening regularly, if you're having constant um, exposure to alcohol and these parts of your body are being exposed to it, including your brain and your, your your heart and everything else that's within our body, it's going to be impacted by this poison that's now gone into your body. So people don't realise that there's a link between alcohol and cancer, and that's really scary. Mm. Like, um, if you even if you think about the impact of of the um, like binge drinking that we have, like it's it's yeah massive exposure. So yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> That's another big thing that I have to talk about and deal with in my job. So I'm just going to have a little pause now because I feel like I've just been like, talk, 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 and I'm running out of breath. So we're going to go for a song. We'll be back soon. I grew up overnight I 
Cool, so yeah, hi, welcome back. I'm Kate from Cancer Society. You're listening to That C Word on Access Radio 104.4 FM. And I'm here today with Kim Jackson, who's our Supportive Care Coordinator at Taranaki Cancer Society as well. So yeah, let's get into a bit of, I've, I've talked enough, I think. I feel like I've just gone all about me. So let's talk a little bit about you. <laughs> <laughs> What's, what do you do? What's your role? Who, who do you work with? Hi. Um, thank you, Kate. And you definitely have not talked enough. <laughs> There's a lot more that you oh, haven't yeah. said. <laughs> um, yeah, I am what is called, I guess, titled, I'm not sure what it is, um, a supportive care coordinator. Yeah. And really, simply simply put, that just means I meet with people that have had a diagnosis of cancer. Yeah. So I kind of get the best job, really. I have had the privilege of meeting amazing men and women, um, yeah. and neutral gender, gender neutral, should I say. <laughs> um, yeah, people who have just shown so much courage and strength. And it's a, it's a scary journey for anyone that goes through it, but the people that I meet prove time and time again Aww. that the human spirit <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. And I learn so much from every person I've met. Yeah. Um, I've just got a couple of bullet points mm, of yeah. the role that I have. <laughs> um, and if you're wondering why, it's because I'm nervous and encouraging it <laughs> if you want. Um, yeah, my, one of the main roles I have is actually advocacy. So if you're listening to this and you've had a diagnosis of cancer, you'll understand what I mean when I, I guess 99.9% of the people that are given this diagnosis go into shock. Mm instantly it's not something that is it is not an unusual circumstance it's an awful thing to hear and it's a kind of a worse thing to try and process yeah Yeah. so it's not unusual for that to happen so what I end up doing often is just being there for them and part of that is the advocacy role and when you first are diagnosed there's a lot of information that comes at you. Mm. And so part of that is looking to the loved ones that support you and love you and care for you and are walking with you in this journey um, to help you through those Mm. processes. And sometimes it's just too much for even them to handle because their journey can be just as harrowing as the one who has received a diagnosis. So I've done different things over the over this year. I've only been in the job like nine and a half months, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not an old hand. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've go through the mental the mental health, and I go through the hospitals. I go through the MSD wins. I go through community. Um, so anything I can do to help, that's what I'll be doing. I think what's made it worse for um, our clients is that not only do they have a diagnosis of cancer but they've still got all the ongoing issues that have been building up in their lives over the previous years and I don't think I've met one person that hasn't got something else happen happening for them even more so Mm. in today's environment socially uh, we have a lot of people in need in various areas. The other thing we do, um, which, and we're just so happy to be able to do it, is to provide support and services. Mm. Most of my support personally is 
Um, I'm a social worker, so I do the psycho, what's called the psychosocial stuff, which is talking about the head. We've learned that the cancer is a head journey as much as a body mm-hmm. journey. Um, um, and a lot of my role is just listening yep. and just understanding what it is that my client wants from me and from our team, actually, because it's not just me that does it. We have a big team. Um, and a lot of our work involves planning, so it gets us down to the nitty-gritty about what is going to work best for each person. The other thing we offer is services, and that can be something like massage or Reiki or information or maybe a drive, transport from, from, from your home to the hospital for your appointments or scans or whatever it is you need. Uh, we have support groups, as Kate has mentioned earlier in an earlier program. Uh, we have different programs going on at the centre. Some of them are psychosocial stuff, like about how you're thinking. <laughs> and then there's a couple of guys that are just amazing and they have little offshoots um, sessions and one's on plant-based foods and meditation and stuff. Yeah. And the other guy does a mindfulness and we'll go more into those at a later yeah. date. Yeah. <clears throat> and the other thing we try and support which is also along with Kate's line too I guess which is exercise so we have a bit of a program going with that as well yeah Yeah. I think overall overall it's been an honour to do this job and a privilege but it's kind of heartbreaking as well when I see so many people who have really lived a very healthy lifestyle and they've still received a diagnosis There are many heartbreaking stories, and maybe we can look at some of those Mm. later on down the track. But what I'd really like to do too is open it up to people to ring us Mm. at the Cancer Society, and we can answer, like you can take your questions or Mm. queries or whatever, and then maybe we can answer them on the show. This is a show that's kind of evolving and Mm. building on as we go. So let us know what it is you want to hear as well. Um, maybe we can do some support through that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's definitely something we're going to look at doing in in future shows. So um, we can um, maybe we'll have a quick break now. We'll go to a song and we can continue this fantastic conversation shortly. Okay, Back soon. But you don't succeed When you get what you want But not what you need When you feel so tired But you can't sleep Stuck in rivers And the tears come streaming down your When you lose something you can't replace When you love someone but it goes to waste Could it be worse? Lights
C-word. This is Kate from Tap Tanaki Cancer Society. You're listening to Access Radio 104.4 and I'm here today with Kim who is our supportive care coordinator. So we were just talking before the break, we, in our break in the song, we were just talking about um, something else you want to just touch on Kim. Oh, I just yeah. want to talk about how people often feel alone mm. in this journey. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it can be very tempting, and we were just talking (coughs) amongst ourselves, that in our culture, in Kiwi culture, we tend to try, we are an independent lot, and we try to do it ourselves. But cancer is a, am I allowed to say this over the phone? It's a crappy (laughs) duty. (laughs) And um, and you don't don't have to do it alone. That's our biggest message, really. That's why we're here. 
That's why hospice is here. That's why and the hospital's there. There's you services. Don't have to do it on there's your own. Yeah. lots of services and lots of other, not just even cancer society. There's no. other other um, organisations that mm. are working in the similar space. And, and yeah. yeah, all the doctors, the hospital. Yeah, they're fantastic. Hey? They, they are. Yeah, they've been doing it a long time. Yeah. They know what they're doing and they're good at what they do. Mm. So if you are going through that journey, have confidence mm. in the fact that. When, when the treatment is taking place, there are people there that are just watching you yeah. and being careful of you and for you mm. all the way through. I do. I know, I know of people that have felt completely alone because mm. they've um, had, you know, been given their diagnosis, with, you know, sitting in the room with the doctor by themselves and, mm. and not having any other support with them. Yeah. And sitting there just going, what the heck? Like overwhelmed by this, like the words, yeah. you have cancer. Oh, and sometimes people don't even, the doctors may not even use those words. They might no. use other words and it's a bit tricky to kind of, yeah. um, you know, re- realise that metastatic means yeah. like, uh-oh. There's <laughs> you extra know? stuff happening. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, growing. like some of the words that the doctors use. But generally, like if you... If you're ever feeling that way, if you're mm. in that position, like we we here, yeah. there's other people around as well. There's advocates yeah. at the hospital yeah. um, that can, if you're ever feeling like you uh, are alone or don't understand what yeah. the doctors are saying or the nurses are saying, please reach out because mm. we can help. Whether it's that we come with you to appointments yeah. or that we have we arrange for someone else, or arrange, you know, we. Maybe Transport. work with uh, mm. yeah family to to have someone else in the room so that you're not sitting there yeah. listening to these words and and taking it in on your own because it can be really scary and really yeah. un unnerving. You don't maybe understand it fully. Yeah. And what well mm. we always end up in a conversation about is if you're going to hear new because often I meet people when they're when they've actually heard the news. But they've always got ongoing conversations. So Mm. we talk about things like going with someone else. You at least need one other person. So what you miss, the person with you can pick up. Also, what we have suggested too is ask permission from your doctor or from your specialist if you can record the session Mm. because then you can go back and listen to it at a later time. After you've brain settled down a little bit, you've moved back from the shock a little bit, Mm. Yeah. And then you've got something to go on. Yeah. You've got something to go on. You've got information there that you can look back on and go, oh, that's what they meant. That's great. And then yeah. you can clarify what they mean with them mm. too. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. It's important. Definitely. Yeah, really important. I think it, we just need to, ha- I mean, uh, we say have confidence when you walk into the doctor. Doctors suck. You know, like it's scary. <laughs> it's scary going to the doctor. And, and, and potentially when you have this you know as a, as a yeah. diagnosis so yeah I'd totally totally get it and yeah um yeah it's so not it's an it's a normal response actually yeah, absolutely they're giving you the worst news that you, yeah. you ever want to hear really but we are here we are here yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of think we need to wrap up we're just yep. about at the end of our show which is kind of sad I'm like feeling <laughs> like we're just getting into it but um, I feel like we need to kind of come back to this and we maybe will. touch on it again. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, future show, future show. Woohoo! Um, all good. So, w- yeah, it's been really cool having you in. And thank the you for having me here. <laughs> I've enjoyed it actually. After all the oh, nerves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a little, little nerve wracking at first, but we are we're rocking it. We're, I'm loving this. This is our third show, and we are we have many more up our sleeves. So. 
yeah, tune in next time. We'll see you again. You've been listening to That C Word, brought to you by Taranaki Cancer Society. If you'd like to listen back to any of our shows, you can find them as podcasts on the Access Radio Taranaki website, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com.